morning, everybody. Good morning. Let me just see the live thing here. Let's see if everything is on. It looks like it. <laughs> Welcome to the live stream at Christ Life Ministries. Um, this is Tuesday morning devotion. I hope you are ready for the word. So we're going to give a few seconds to see who's coming online. I've got the live chat open here for YouTube and for Facebook. So if you are on either of those platforms, I'll be able to see your comments. So um, please tell us where you're watching us from and just send a wave or a hi or a woo or a thumbs up or a <laughs> so uh, we can we can just have some kind of contact or some kind of fellowship with whoever is watching good morning santi good morning everybody um and uh, oh there's niku is watching there on youtube good morning niku <laughs> so uh wow that's great that's great it's good to have everybody there and uh, everything seems to be working today, so <laughs> which is a bonus. <laughs> so um, uh, I have something on my heart, and, and uh, it's basically a continuation of what we had yesterday with a little bit of a, of a change of, of emphasis. More and more, goeie more. Lekker om is te sien. Okay, so uh, I want to start, I'm first going to recap just in essence what I said yesterday and, um, and then we're going to go to Philippians chapter 2, if, if I can actually just find Philippians in my Bible. Okay, here is Philippians, all right, Philippians chapter 3, sorry. So yesterday I spoke about a couple of instances where Jesus um, used this phrase and he said if you want to uh, gain your life you have to lose it or he said the other way around he said if you try to save your life you will lose it but if you lose your life for my sake you will gain it and he said it in a few different contexts uh, for instance when he sent out the disciples to minister uh, in Matthew chapter 10 but also in most of the recordings of it it is when um Peter got the revelation, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And what he was placing emphasis on here is he, he first said to, to Peter, blessed are you, uh, Simon Barjona, speaking of the natural man, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. <clears throat> I tell you, you are Peter. And that's the spiritual life. And on this rock, I will build my church. And then he started talking about the cross, that he should suffer. And Peter took him aside but now it's Simon acting <laughs> and he rebuked Jesus face to face and uh, Jesus turned his back to him and rebuked Peter and said get behind me Satan for you are not thinking God's thoughts and you're opposing me uh, turning to the disciples turning to what he was called to say what he was called to do turning his back on whatever is opposing him <clears throat> so uh, so in general you can just we don't we don't face our opponents, even in the context of, of all these spiritual warfare doctrines. I disagree with you facing your enemy. You turn your back on your enemy and you face Jesus. <laughs> you face your calling. You do what God called you to do. The enemy is just a distraction because the enemy is already conquered. So you turn your back and you face the calling. So, uh, But anyway, so uh, God... Uh, is calling us upward. God is calling us to uh, lose the natural 
and to gain the spiritual. To, but if we try to save ourselves, if we try to, to change our own lives, uh, or if we are not prepared to, to lose as one combined loss the whole of the flesh existence, that means uh, all the fleshly desires and all the stuff that we, that we like more than God. Uh, if we're not prepared to lose that, we will never really truly gain the manifestation of the spiritual. Okay, so, so if our focus is divided, um, you know, a house divided against itself cannot stand. If, if a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, so in all his ways, double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So, so it is about knowing Jesus. And it's about turning our backs on whatever opposes Jesus, which is all the flesh, right? That's Hebrews chapter 12. He says, look away from all that will distract unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. All right. So I'm just going to go a little bit forward because I didn't switch on these lights. <laughs> all right. So here I am. Philippians chapter 3. Right, so he says here in verse 8, Yes, furthermore, I count... No, let's start earlier. I'll start in verse 6. As to my zeal, I was a persecutor of the church, and by the law's standard of righteousness, supposed justice, uprightness, and right standing with God, I was proven to be blameless, and no fault was found in me. So in the legalistic system of flesh the legalistic system of natural man he was man top ranking okay he had he could gain so much uh, through this uh, worldly system like in, in today's terms you know he had all the all the degrees he was you know in the limelight and everybody knew him and you know everybody wanted to do interviews with him and he was on tv and <laughs> that guy <laughs> so now he says verse 7 but whatever former things I had that might have been gains to me I have come to consider as one combined loss for Christ's sake do you see there whoever loses his life for my sake will gain it so what is the thing that we lose the natural life what is the thing that we gain Christ what is the thing that we gain the higher life okay so now verse 8 uh, we've read that, but I'm going to read it again to read the rest. Furthermore, I count everything as lost compared to the possession of the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness, the surpassing worth, and the supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, and of progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with Him, perceiving, recognizing, and understanding Him more fully and clearly. For His sake, I have lost everything and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse, or dregs in order that I may gain Christ, the Anointed One. All right. So we lose all that we could gain, all the approval of men, all the, the glamour, all the, all the stuff that all the people want, the natural life, we lose it. We count it as a combined loss. And then it says, for the supreme advantage. Let me just get all, all the words here. The, the possession of the priceless privilege, 
overwhelming preciousness, surpassing worth, supreme advantage of knowing Christ Jesus. So knowing Christ Jesus is not an added benefit. Knowing Christ Jesus is the treasure. Knowing, so if you compare this, you know, everyone is in the world is in some way seeking the approval of people, the commendation of people. Everyone in the world is in some way looking for financial success and for, for a good report in the eyes of men, you know, fame and fortune. Everyone loves the limelight, okay? Now he says, if you compare knowing Christ to that, the, all the blessings, all the great stuff that the world can give you, you know, standing on the stage with the Emmys, or, <laughs> or you know, getting the highest qualification, or getting the greatest reward, uh, or award, or anything that the world can offer you, you know, to find that the highest sport in, in, your, in your line, or all those accolades, all those wonderful things that people might be looking for, if you compare it to knowing Christ, to what we are called to gain, it's like refuse, it's like dregs, it's like, you know, <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's a filthy rag, Isaiah 64 verse 6, and we gain the robe of righteousness. It's to, to, to see the treasure of Christ is surpassing anything that the natural realm can give you. So now he says, um, of knowing Jesus, my Lord, but now he says it's knowing him. And now he goes even a level deeper. He says, progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Okay. Which means, just want to mark my place. Okay. <laughs> Which means <laughs> it's not um, hit one, miss one. It's not mountaintop experience and the rest of the week you live like whatever. It's not like you, you experience God and then for six months not. It's, it's not like you go up and down or you go left or right or swayed by winds of doctrines. It's not that instability of the double mind. It's a single eye it's a single mind looking away from distractions to the attraction, and the attraction is Christ. The attraction is knowing Jesus. So the whole point is to be acquainted with him more deeply and intimately, progressively becoming more deeply and intimately acquainted. So today you have a mountaintop experience. And then... The next day you understand, but I'm not nearly even close to the top of the mountain. There's more. And you go deeper into the mystery and you, and you experience the highest height of experience of the mountain that you're on. And you have a mountaintop experience. <laughs> and then the next moment you see, hey, but I'm not on top yet. There's more. So it's a progressive revelation of him, progressively more deeply. So you gaze into the glass into his face the glory of the lord and you are changed progressively in ever increasing splendor from glory to glory so the deeper you look the more glorious you see the 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 more christ reveals himself to you 
So he knows everything about you, but he wants you to open up so that he can reveal himself to you. You are fully known to him. But do you know that you are fully known? Is, that, is there that fellowship? And also, is he fully known to you? There's so much more of Christ that we can know. There's so much deeper mysteries and realms that we can see when we progressively go deeper, in, more intimately acquainted with him. Seeing clearer, seeing deeper, seeing brighter, having eyes enlightened, eyes of our understanding enlightened, seeing his face clearer, um, seeing the glory clearer, and, and all the while uh, reflecting his glory more to the world. So he says, more deeply, intimately acquainted with him, perceiving, recognizing, understanding him more fully. You see there, seeing his face clearer. Getting a greater insight into who he really is. And clearly, for his sake, I have lost everything. Okay, all that the world could offer. For the sake of knowing him, I've lost it. I've lost everything. So we talked about that more yesterday. So losing the natural life. Okay. Be prepared to lose it. Be prepared to lose the good stuff and the bad stuff. Be prepared to not look back. Luke chapter 17 verse 33. Remember Lot's wife. <laughs> and then after he said remember Lot's, Lot's wife. He says those who try to save their life. The natural life will lose it the higher life but those who gain the higher life for my sake will lose it the natural life so lot f uh, fled out of sodom and then she yearned to go back and she became a salt pillar a cowlick <laughs> but the whole thing is it's it's a parable for us to understand do you want your heart to be made hard do you want to, to be stuck in a place? Or do you want to leave everything that is behind you and stretch out to what is in front of you and gain that to which Christ's hand has, has grabbed a hold of you? Um, are, are you running and thankful for the salvation, running away from, from the destruction of the city? Um, so we, we now know that the salvation of Jesus Christ saves us from the wrath of God. We are saved. We will never experience the wrath of God. We believe in Jesus. We will never experience it. So we are thankful for being saved of the wrath of God. But don't yearn back for the life to which the wrath of God was, was made manifest. <laughs> On the body of Jesus Christ. Don't um, yearn back to that which God ultimately destroyed by fire. <laughs> so even though it was destroyed in the body of Jesus Christ, even though the punishment came upon him for our sake, don't yearn back to, don't look back, but gaze deeper and grab a hold of him. Go forward. Uh, yearn to know Jesus. Uh, he saved you from it. Now embrace the salvation, embrace his face, embrace his eyes, embrace the relationship and go deeper into the light. So he says, for his sake, I have lost everything. 
and consider it all to be mere rubbish, refuse dregs, in order that I may gain Christ. Right, so you may have given up a lot for Christ's sake. Maybe you haven't. But this is sure, that all that you have which is outside of Christ cannot be compared to the priceless privilege of knowing him. And now he says, and that I may actually be found and known as in him. All right, so no desire to be seen as an individual with my own accomplishments, my own, you know, merits. Not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own. Based on my obedience to the laws, demands, and ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God. Thus acquired. So, in today's terms, all the good stuff, all the accolades that you can get in the world. But possessing that genuine righteousness, which comes through faith in Christ. So how do you gain it, faith in Christ? How do you gain the manifestation of Christ in you, among you, with you, upon you? How do you gain this experience of this deep, intimate relationship with him going ever deeper into the mystery of Christ, ever deeper into the unseen realms and seeing ever clearer his face and his glory? It's by faith. Faith in what? Faith hearing and believing the scriptures. Faith seeking out his face, the person. Okay? Uh, so it's, it's a positive action. Faith is an act. Faith is not you sitting around thinking something will happen to you. Faith is not you waiting for God to do something. Faith is drawing near to God. Faith is seeking him out. Faith is let us go up to the mountain, Isaiah chapter 2, so that we can walk in the light. It's taking time. Sunday night, we had a leadership meeting, and it was so nice. Hela from Vijk, oh, what's her, sorry, Hela, Martin, what is your fun of you? <laughs> the names box is closed in my, in my mind. Um, I can't remember the surname. I'm sorry. But Hela, you know all know Hela. It will come to me in a moment. Has brought a message. And Hela said, create the experiences. So you, you come closer to God. But you, you create the environment in, in which you will have those experiences with, with Jesus. You, you put on the CD and you, you meditate. Or you, you sit down and you open the word and you see him. You seek him out. You have to seek him out. And you can do it in everything that you do. You can do it everywhere and always while you are busy. But also there's, there's alone times with Jesus where we seek him out. All right, so, so it is about knowing him, okay? Martin, misschien moet ons weer bykie gaan koffie drink, een van die tijd wanneer hierdie ding lig, so dat ek tenminste jou van kan ontdek. <laughs> okay, but bless you. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that I may actually be found and known as in him, not having any self-achieved righteousness that can be called my own based on my obedience to the law's demands, ritualistic uprightness and supposed right standing with God thus acquired, but possessing the genuine righteousness which comes through faith in Christ. 
action, faith, the truly right standing with God, which comes from God by saving faith. So faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. So we hear, but we actively hear. We go sit down and we hear. We go read the word and we hear. We go sit and we gaze into the mirror. We hear, okay? So we hear and we see on purpose. Now he says, verse 10, for my determined purpose is that I may know him. Do you see the purpose in all of this? So we have a role to play. Yes, God is seeking us out. Yes, he has done everything. He has, he has paid the price for all our sin, all of it. He has completely forgiven us. He has washed us completely clean. So what about our consciences? What about what we are aware of? What are you subjecting your own heart to? Are you subjecting your heart to the law with judgment and condemnation towards yourself? Or are you subjecting your heart to all kinds of distractions that's nothing, nothing to do with Christ? Or do you have a determined purpose to know him? So, I mean, it's not, I'm not talking about penalties here. I'm talking about gaining Christ. I'm talking about uh, the surpassing worth. I'm talking about the, uh, the um, preciousness, the overwhelming preciousness. What's the other words there? Um, priceless privilege, overwhelming preciousness, surpassing worth, supreme advantage to know him. Okay, the greater treasure. So now he says, my determined purpose is that I may know him. That I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him. Perceiving, recognizing, understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And that I may in the same way come to know the power outflowing of his resurrection. Which it exerts over believers. Power outflowing of his resurrection. So... Uh, you, Romans 6 verse 5, the whole Romans 6, uh, speaking of us dying in baptism and being raised to in newness of life in fellowship with him, unbroken fellowship with him. That's the picture of the baptism. That's the pattern of the, of the baptism. I die. My consciousness is gone and I gain his consciousness. Okay? My life is removed and I gain his life. He says... Um, the resurrection power which exerts over believers, that I may so share his sufferings as to be continually transformed in spirit into his likeness, even to his death. So in spirit, I'm changed into his likeness, even to his death. So that means um, I, this, what, that which I suffer is simply me losing my natural life. That which I suffer is simply me losing a, a right to an opinion. A right to be right, a right to have my own say, a right to vote. <laughs> it's a kingdom, it's not a democracy. So um, we gain him, but we lose all the rest. We lose all our own merits, we lose, lose everything that we could achieve, and we lose our own say. It's simply in being totally surrendered to him, and gaining him, and letting the rest go. I hope it's clear. The suffering here is not God wants you to suffer. The suffering here is you lose that which you could have been proud of. You lose that which you could have stood on except Christ. You lose all the accolades. You lose all you standing on your own strength. You lose that. But what do you gain? You gain him. You gain Christ, the surpassing greatness. Okay. That if, that if possible, I may attain to the spiritual and moral resurrection. So I'm 
as if raised from the dead. So my consciousness have died. My the the one the awareness inside me of all the stuff, all the all the uh, awareness of sin, all the knowledge of sin, all the um, the desires, all the stuff that pulls me away from God dies, and I'm raised from the dead. And a new life has been risen inside me, the life of Christ himself. So he says, if possible, I may attain to the spiritual moral resurrection that lifts me out from among the dead, even while in the body. So I'm still alive in my body. I'm awake. My eyes are open. I can see what's going on. I'm aware of the spirit. I'm me. But that evil, natural ego man dies. Buried in, buried in baptism. And Christ, the Christ man, is risen inside me. And now my determined purpose is to get to know him more. Who is this one that's dwelling inside of me? I will know that by gazing into the word as in a mirror, into the glass. And gazing deeper to see the glory on his face, to get to know him in his word, in his spirit. And when I gaze upon him... He gazes back <laughs> and that light shines into my heart and enlightens and, and the God man is coming to the, to the front and I experience him more and I start to reflect him. So it's a relationship. I seek him out face to face. But he gazes back and he's, the light and the glory shining from his eyes enlightens my heart, enlightens the eyes of my understanding, uh, fills me through and through with God himself. So the one I gaze upon, I recognize as the one who is now inside me. The one who was on the cross is now inside me. The one who suffered on the cross is alive in me. The one who died is now alive in me. I've been crucified with him. The one inside me was on that cross. The one inside me was suffering. I so share his sufferings. The one inside me uh, is the one that healed the sick and is still the same today. And he will still heal the sick today, but he's now inside me. So it is, it's awakening to the impartation of Christ into me. All right, so uh, I hope this doesn't sound too technical. So there was a time where I was without Christ. And then I heard and believed, and the seed word came into me. And I was born again. I was saved. But now I'm progressively being saved and being drawn deeper into him. So there was a time where I was in utter darkness where I was not saved. Then I received the word and the seed word came into me while I was, I was saved. I believed. And I was born again from incorruptible seed, the ever-living word of God. I was born again and my spirit was uh, coupled with the spirit of God. So Romans 8 says, our spirits testify with God's spirit that we are sons of God. So my, my spirit and his spirit has now become one. Like milk and coffee, you, you can't take it out again, all right? So now that I'm one with him, now that I'm saved, inside of me, he dwells. Now as I gaze, I am waking up, I am awakening to the one who is inside me. I'm awakening to the identity of the one who's dwelling in me. I'm getting to know him who's indwelling me. And I'm... Uh, he's coming to the forefront and I'm starting to reflect him. 
So we have a purpose as Christians, and that is to get to know him, to gaze into his face, to look away from all else. And if you look into his face, it will become more visible. It will, there will be an outraying or a radiance of the divine. That's a description of Jesus in Hebrews chapter 1, uh, the express image of God. So he was always constantly looking to the Father so that he could reflect the father if you've seen the me you've seen the father john 14. so uh, i only do what the father do i only say what i hear him say so he was not there for himself he, he lost his natural self life and he lived only for god the father whose life was inside of him and he trusted god the father to be so good that he could completely abandon himself to him and only reflect him. And that is the essence of love, is to surrender to someone else in complete trust. All right? The essence of love is to prefer him, trusting that he is so good that he would fulfill everything in me and through me, that he would lift me up. And show me so it's not my purpose to lift myself up it's my purpose to show him and his purpose is then to show me to the world so that he can be seen so it's the preference of one another it's sacrificial love it's you first okay so yes um, it is obviously Christ first but then we prefer one another. We serve one another with the love of Christ. Not expecting anything back. Knowing that Christ is the one that will fulfill me. And not what I can get from anyone else. Alright. That's the essence of forgiveness. That's the opposite of bitterness. Uh, doesn't matter whatever anyone does against us. Uh, we do not live for their approval. We do not live for their commendation because that part died. We live to shower them with the same love which we received through the sacrifice of the cross. All right, so I hope this makes sense to someone. All right, so our determined purpose is to know him. Um, to in the power of the resurrection to so share his sufferings to be transformed in spirit into likeness into his death so you lose the natural life you gain the spiritual life verse 11 that if possible i may attain to the spiritual moral resurrection that lifts me from a mount from among the dead while in the body not that i have now attained this ideal or have already been made perfect but i press on to lay a hold of, to grasp and make my own that for which Christ Jesus has laid hold of me and made me his own. I do not consider that I have captured and made it my own yet, but one thing I do, this is my aspiration, forgetting what lies behind, remember Lord's wife, and straining forward to what lies ahead. So what is ahead of you? Are you expecting destruction? Are you expecting everything to go up in flames? Are you expecting everything to fall apart with COVID-19 and the lockdowns? Or is Christ before you? And all the rest doesn't matter because my determined purpose is to know him. Whatever I can lose, what does it matter anyway? But what can I gain? I can gain Christ 
I can gain the surpassing worth. I can gain the supreme advantage. I can gain the priceless privilege, the overwhelming preciousness. All right. So uh, it says here in verse 14, I press on toward the goal to win the supreme and heavenly prize. It's not one day in heaven. It's heavenly. So you, you go for, for the heavenly right now. To which God in Christ is calling us upward. So he's calling us upward towards himself. So let those of us who are spiritually mature and full grown have this mind and all these convictions. And if in any respect uh, you have a different attitude of mind, God will make that clear to you also. All right. May you experience this relationship. And may you forsake all else. And gain the surpassing greatness of knowing Jesus Christ, your Lord. Okay? So, I uh, hope this has really blessed you. Um, my heart is hungry like never before to know Him. I want to know Him more. I want to go deeper into Him. I want to experience and see Him more. Okay? Alright. So, uh, let's just greet a few people. Let's just see. Okay, Santi and my mother, I greeted. Hello, Chanel, Huimora, Erika, Harvey, it's great to see you. And uh, Janine, good morning, Janine. Mother-in-law, Rita. Hello, Rina, it's good to see you here. Hi, Rina. Uh, Letty, it's good to see you. And Johanny, bless you guys. Uh, Mariki Galloway, bless you. It's good to see you. Uh, Hi, Santi. Thank you. I'm, I'm glad it blessed you. Um, yeah, milk and coffee. <laughs> All right. All right, everyone. And this on, on YouTube, there's also Silva, Balaban, bless you, and Niku. Bless you guys. It's good to have you with me. I don't see any prayer requests or, or any testimonies being posted. So uh, isn't God doing anything or do, are you shy or what's going on? <laughs> so or is there, is, are your lives perfect? Is there no need for a prayer request? Um, so, other, hey, Liba, it's good to see you. Bless you, Liba. Please send my love to William. We love you. We really miss you guys. <laughs> we really would like to see you very soon. So be blessed. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, I just want to pray for you on the live stream um, before we end. If there's anyone who is sick, if you are sick in your body, if you have pain, if you have anything wrong in your body, just place your hand wherever the pain is in your body, wherever the, the, the healing needs to come. So I just want to pray, Lord Jesus, I just pray by your grace, by your mercy, by your kindness, that this person watching me now will be completely healed. I pray that all viral flu-like diseases will be healed right now. I pray all headaches to go in Jesus' name. I pray that all bodily aches and pains leave right now. I pray for joint pains to go in Jesus' name, like knees and ankles and hips. We pray for those joints to be completely healed in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father, uh, for total healing of those, of those joint pains in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Lungs to open up, uh, whether it is this COVID thing or whether it is um, 
asthma or whatever lungs to open up in all pain leave the lungs in jesus name we thank you lord jesus for new energy new strength to come for everyone watching now in jesus name thank you father thank you for for teeth to be healed all toothaches <laughs> we thank you lord for total healing of every part of the body in jesus name in jesus name even like the joints in the fingers in the hands in jesus name now i want to pray for hearts lord yes the physical hearts we pray for physical hearts to be healed of heart disease and, and physical pains in jesus name in jesus name we pray for total healing of all heart disease but lord i pray for emotional healing for every heart bind up the brokenhearted by the anointing in jesus name we thank you lord jesus all uh, emotional pain and all, all emotional scars in hearts to be completely restored and healed and bound up in jesus name we pray lord jesus for all emotional distresses to leave all anxiety all fear to go in jesus name peace is your portion life is your portion in jesus name life and peace and grace is your portion may you have super peace in jesus name thank you lord all anxiety go uh, all unrest leave in jesus name all depression and uh and a low feeling go in jesus name we pray for joy to bubble up we pray for the fire of god to burn in every heart in jesus name thank you lord for great joy and great peace in jesus name i also pray for financial breakthrough whoever needs the financial uh, uh, provision to increase in jesus name we pray for financial provision by the grace and the mercy and the peace of jesus christ thank you father thank you for financial provision in jesus name amen thank you guys for watching bless you may you experience jesus today and may you get ever closer to him so i'll see you again tomorrow morning at nine i just want to remind you that sunday morning we have john wasserman on our stream he would have preached here if there was no lockdown in our church last uh, the past sunday but uh, because of lockdown all these things have now changed so pentecost sunday uh, prophet john wasserman will be preaching here we will start earlier so it's not going to be 9 30 it's going to be nine o'clock so we're going to start nine o'clock with prophet john wasserman here at christ life ministries so bless you we'll see you tomorrow at nine may you have an awesome day amen <laughs>